success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And OMG, do we have an invincible one to introduce to you today. We have Karun Shadastani. She is a videographer, social media manager, and marketing coach based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Her company, Karun Modern Media, helps femalepreneurs and local nonprofits shine online. Oh my gosh, Carone. Welcome. Welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. It is so great to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Oh, all the way on the West Coast. So fun. From This is where the East meets the West. And I'm so excited to introduce you today to our listeners. Let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Thank you again. So excited to share my story. I started my journey towards greatness when I decided to go to school for newspaper reporting. And I went to the University of Oregon. And during that time, it's a very active campus. Um, I'd heard here and there about Peace Corps. um, And at the time, I was double majoring in journalism and French. And so I learned a lot in my college years about uh, Francophone West Africa and the colonization. Um, And so I was kind of drawn to service while I was in school. And so when I went out into the world and started working at newspapers, I got a little bit jaded by the competition between older and younger reporters as far as just getting your name on a piece of paper and having that notoriety associated with that. So um, I took a break off of just going fully into that journalism career and did apply to and get accepted to Peace Corps. And I was in Peace Corps West Africa for two years on and off. Um, And when I came back to the States after service, it was on the heels of the mortgage crisis 2008. So um, all of my connections in the journalism world, all the recruiters I knew in the newspaper world had all been let go. And it was a blogging age when nobody was really making money doing it, but everybody was writing for free. So I got into what I knew I could do right away coming back to the Bay Area, where it's such an expensive cost of living. I knew I could get right into retail. (laughs) And so I went and got two different jobs just to make enough money to pay to be in an apartment with like five other people and this whole thing living on top of each other. And the first job was at a French lingerie shop. So if anybody needs to be fitted for a bra, I'm your girl. I've got the skill set. (laughs) 
I love but it. The second job was at a men's and women's high-end clothing store. And I got the job. I remember shaking the hand of the man and he said, welcome aboard. And as I walked away, the first thing that came to my mind was, it is highly unfortunate that I'm going to be working for such an attractive man. And it was one of those things where you realize that you were just naturally drawn to somebody, even if it was like the most inconvenient, almost red flag situation. <laughs> I love how you put that. <laughs> we flag. thought we were stealthy. We thought no one knew. We thought we were stealing glances across the sales floor. Eventually everybody knew. So um, it got to a point where he, on a foundational level, was like, you went to school for journalism. You're a creative person. You're an expressive person. Retail is not where you should be. Like you need to take your skills and your strengths and fly. And, and we need to get you out of here, basically. So he made it possible for me to bow out of retail for a period of time and figure out, okay, if I were to start my own business, if I were to do my own thing and not work for someone else, what would that be? And so it was like, that was a, a crucial shift in my life was having that person who's like, I'll take care of the rent. I'll take care of the bills. You figure out what's next for you. That's not slaving away 40 hours a week and giving up all of your Christmases to retail. <laughs> so, um, he stuck in the retail game while I figured it out. I had an angel investor from a family friend who was like, he was like the universe speaking to me. What do you want? And what would it cost to get it? You know? And I'm like, oh. I want to have my own video marketing company and I would need a camera and a computer. And so he gave me the funding to get those like foundational electronics. And um, I'm at a point now where I'm like, even though it was an angel investor, I'm like ready to pay him back, you know, because my, my business has been doing so well. But at that point, it was having someone just look you in the eye and say, if you had all the resources you needed to get your dream started, what would that dream be? And so um, really it's the support of others that, that got me to this place where started out with just video, transitioned into social media, and now it's more even coaching and education. And that's all evolved to the needs of my clients. You know, they have a video. Well, where do I put it? Okay. Let's talk about social media. You're on social media. Okay. How do I learn that? Oh, let me show you. So, um, in a way it's like, I could have just kept doing videography, but um, for anybody who's wondering, I don't do wedding videography. I do not do wedding content. <laughs> so um, we'll get to why. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can tell you but, why. Um, I don't, we'll tell you why later. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't do wedding content. And so if I, if I was just like solely a, a wedding videographer, that would be one thing. But part of starting my own business was to have the flexibility to do whatever the heck I wanted to do and serve the clients that I want to serve and have an ideal client and not have to just serve anybody who walks through the door as I it happens that. with retail. So. I love that. So tell us what makes you invincible. My invincibility comes from that foundational, really journalistic skill of communication without filler words, mm. while also having no fear about speaking to a complete stranger. So all of that comes from being trained to like, no, you got to walk up to somebody and be like, hi, I'm from the Detroit Free Press. Can I ask you a few questions about your business? 
you know, <laughs> yeah, it's right? like you, it's like, if you sound unsure about it, they'll be like, I don't know if I want to talk to you. Yeah. But if you're like, hi, I'm Corona from the Detroit free press. I have a few questions I need to ask you about what happened earlier today. Do you have a moment? You know, so it's all about like, you have to be in ownership of what you want from the other person. And I've always done that with communication, but it's really only been this year that I've actually done it with like closing deals and taking down payments from clients. It's a oh definite evolution and skill set, but that's my superpower that that holds true today. It's like I was saying to, to a client earlier today, teenagers nowadays have a they are petrified of picking up a phone and talking to somebody yeah, or shaking a hand and doing a face-to-face interview. And I'm like, I'm an elder millennial. Okay. Like I remember rotary phones (laughs) (laughs) and Atari playing pong. So like, I have no problem picking up a phone and calling someone and I have no problem looking someone in the eye and shaking their hand. But that is actually kind of a lost skill set with the younger generation. So I like to say my superpower is like, I'm always bridging the gap between people who are maybe more tech savvy than I am, but they're not as skilled in actual human to human communication. And then people who are less tech savvy than I am, but they will sit and talk to you face to face or over the phone for hours. (laughs) And it was not a problem for, you know, my grandma is for an example. That's That's awesome. And are you teaching that now? Are you doing, is that part? That's awesome because that, that really needs to be something that's taught. Well, you just walked us right into the the greatest entryway of your topic today. So I'm so excited that you're going to be talking about video marketing and social media strategy. OMG. Uh, We need that now more than ever, right? If I feel like, you know, in these last two years, every, whether you were ready for it or not, we all got thrown into it. Uh, And here we are. Some of us are better than others, but we're just winging it. So let's talk about that. Tell us everything we need to know. Absolutely. So um, we are at this point, Q3 in, uh, in 2022. Here we are more than halfway through 2022. So at this point in the year, there have been so many algorithmic updates that have favored video content, so many different ones on different platforms that anyone who doesn't have video as part of their strategy when it comes to online digital marketing or social media is leaving money on the table. And using a retail reference, you know, I remember when I worked in retail, we would say the mannequins were your least paid but highest performing salespeople because people can walk by all night long while the doors are closed. But as long as the lights are on, they are selling it by wearing it. So people will come back the next day and say, I saw this in the window, but on the internet, they can buy it right now. They don't have to come back the next day. So that's video. Video is like having your own little store window on different parts of the internet where people can just check you out and be sold on you and by you and your services and products without you actually being there. So it's the most scalable approach to content out there, like all categories. So when it comes to video, you want to think of your business as being a tripod. You want a website, you want a social media presence, and you want an email marketing list. And having all three of those things is crucial to anyone building and scaling a digital business. And keyword scaling, do you want to get to a point where you hire people to work underneath you? 
do you want to get to a point where you can take a sabbatical from your business and it can run without you? So these are different things that have to do with leaning into not just one thing on the internet and hoping that'll take care of you when there's a recession. You got to have more than one thing holding you up in these unpredictable times. So video on your website, video in your emails, and video on your social media. These are your three big categorical opportunities. There are a lot of other places like podcasts that you can have video, but, yes. but it comes down to whether you're just starting out or you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself in a difficult time. You're like, how are my three legs doing? My website's really strong. My email's really strong. My social media could be better. Lean into that. My social media is popping off. My emails are popping off. My website could use some updating. Invest in that. Your website and your social media are doing well. You don't even have an email list. It's time to get one. Because every time that Facebook, Meta, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of these social media platforms update or get hacked <sighs> or have a blackout, there's a moment where all of the precious information you've worked for on that platform could just disappear. It is just Murphy's Law. There could be an EMP bomb and we would all lose our followers and all of that information and all that content. So an email list is the only way that you would be able to still market to people in a crisis. <laughs> hey guys, Facebook's down, but I'm still here. Yeah. Who wants to listen to my podcast, right? So, um, and when it comes to those emails, the video increases your click-through rate and your open rate by over 100 to 200%. And you're thinking, how is that possible? For some platforms, the average open rate is less than a percent or the average click-through rate is less than 2%. So yeah, all of a sudden, 2% of people <laughs> or 4% of people are doing it. Well, nobody was doing it before, but now you have video or now your subject says, la, 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 video. So in any platform, at any time, video should be part of your strategy going forward. In addition to photos, in addition to having decent context and you know captions, but on Instagram, for instance, there is a war happening between Meta and TikTok, where Meta is like, no, you shall not take our followers. We now have reels. And TikTok is like, no, you shall not dominate the marketing world. We're going to now start advertising. So, and then Facebook's like, well, Meta's like, well, we can start doing longer reels. And then TikTok's like, now we can do 10 minute TikToks. So there is definitely a competition for users um, and I will categorically, categorically say to any female business over, owner over the age of 40, I just turned 40, so I can say this. Ladies, if you're not on TikTok now, you don't need to be. Oh. It doesn't matter who you are, what your industry is, because Instagram is competing with TikTok for vertical content through Reels, stick with that one stick with Instagram and Mama Meta, as I'd like to call her, because that's where your marketing and advertising dollars will go farthest. TikTok is the Wild West. Also, I'm not going to be popular amongst people who love TikTok, but in my research and experience, because I've pulled back from that platform, 50% of the virility you see on TikTok is negative and or bullying of some sort. Unfortunately, in the American sphere, our young people, our preteens and teenagers are used to that amount of negativity. They're used to bullying through Snapchat where it disappears right afterwards. And you got to be savvy enough to screen share it if you want to report it. 
So it's like adults don't think of it that way. But if you're marketing your business, only, only start a TikTok account to market your business. If you're just cutthroat and you think any action and any traction is good to your brand, right? Mm-hmm. What's a good brand brand for TikTok? Realtors. Because especially here in the Bay Area, it is cutthroat. All cash, no contingencies, million dollars over asking price, 30 offers on a home. Cutthroat. <laughs> yes, that's so crazy. It's like, if you want people being like, with your outdated shoes, with your ugly outfit, but they're still commenting on your post and getting you more views every time you do. If your marketing is cool with that, your, your brand authenticity jives with that, sure, talk away. Otherwise, avoid it and lean heavily into meta and Instagram. Because even if you're not advertising, when you do advertise or boost with a video or not, you have access to over 10 years of psychological information, purchasing information, political decisions made by the general American populace. You have access to that through ads, exact ages of people, earnings of people, interests of people who follow you, what times of day they're on their device, how many times a day they log on, what days of the week. So they're not giving you names, but you have detailed analytical information about the people that you're engaging with on social media. So Meta and Instagram are the better places to put video from a performance and return on investment standpoint. If you're like, I just want to make dance videos, TikTok away. (laughs) But if you're actually trying to make connections with people and tune in with high quality, high ticket clients for higher price point services, it's going to be a lot harder to convert in that wild west of semi heavy negativity and, you know, people dancing all over the place. So I'd say with reels, your, your three tips for reels, because you can't guarantee virility, but this is what will get you there. And this is what I do for all of my clients who I currently manage Instagram for always, 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 always use a viral piece of music or audio. It'll have a little arrow pointing upward into the right next to the name of the song Start watching reels more often and you'll see it. If you don't see it, message me through my Instagram on this and I'll, you know, show you how to find it or send you a few. Cause sometimes it depends on the type of account you have, but on a business account where I advertise, they show you what's going viral. So only make reels going this point forward with songs that are trending or going viral. They're on the up as long as it has that arrow. That's point number one. Point number two, think of the cover photo before you start posting. Because if you just pull an image from the video, it might be blurry, it might be low light, it's not actually optimized. Sometimes it's cool to have text. Sometimes it's cool to have other sorts of filters or things on there to make your feed brighter, sharper, and prettier. So in that respect, think of that visual still, that cover for your reel before you start making it. So you're not in the middle of making it and all of a sudden you're about to post it and you're like, oh, right, cover photo. Because then you have to either back out of Instagram and make it elsewhere or start all over. Mm. Third thing you want to think about, and that optimizes your open rate, having a nice cover photo. And if you watch Instagram influencers, the ones who are good at it and the ones who aren't, they know the same trick. They will use a completely different photo for the cover of their reel 
than is actually the subject of the reel. An example of a successful influencer is Polkadot Powerhouse, K-Page Angle. She does this technique. If you check out her Instagram, she uses a beautiful photograph that was taken at a professional shoot as the cover for her silly little kind of TikTok video, right? So cover photo. And then the third thing to make your reels go viral are hashtags. Hashtags should be somewhere between 10,000 and a million in recent posts. You don't want anything smaller than 10,000. You don't want anything bigger than a million, not as far as traction. And you want between 10 and 20. The max is 30. But if you play with between 10 and 20 on reels specifically, you'll get way more exposure than if you just do a caption and a nice cover and hope for the best. Um, and a little extra tip is to use the word reels in the hashtag itself when it gets enough results, like fashion reels, makeup reels, money reels, mindset reels, anything that it helps the robots to actually push that along and make it go more viral. That is so cool. So cool. Great, great tips. So I have a question. I'm going to take you back to video because I know yes. we're here ending on social media. Um, tell us a little bit about the do's and don'ts of video for social media. Um, I particularly have a question about that for website. So I'm thinking I might have a short video on my homepage. Uh, so tell us the do's and don'ts about video. Yeah, when you're absolutely. So depending on your tripod and where you have opportunities for video, each one should be seen as a different strategy of sorts. You definitely can have the same piece of content in all three places, your website, your email, and your social media, but there should be adaptations of it for social media specifically. Because you can put longer form content on YouTube or Vimeo and embed it in your website and you can embed it in your email. But when it comes to social media, longer form content, especially if it has anything to do with marketing, shouldn't go longer than a minute. If it's direct marketing or, you know, an actual ad, it shouldn't be more than like 30 seconds. And when we're talking virility of a reel in your overall content strategy, no, it doesn't have to be a 10 second or 15 second video. It could be a five second video and it can totally go viral with just five seconds of footage. And it's because guess what? Someone can watch it three times in the amount of time that it would take them to watch a 15 second one. So the robots are like, wow, she watched that three times. But if it's a boomerang or something that's well edited, there's a rhythmic rotation to it where the person doesn't even actually realize how many times they've watched it. Uh, and that's where they kind of just space out or the song just keeps repeating and they like the song or the captions got a really nice juicy caption that you're reading for a while. And as you're reading the caption, the video robots are logging the views. So Instagram, keep it short. YouTube, make it longer. In an email, you can have both. You can say, watch the 15-second teaser of my new podcast episode. Or watch the full episode right here. And people can choose whether or not they have 15 seconds of time for you or an hour. And sure, YouTube will log if they had to leave in the middle of the video where they left or, you know, same with um, other platforms. So that's a valid thing too, is longer videos, people will maybe take more than one session to watch it. Uh -huh. But there is a definite strategy to longer form content when the education and the value stand out. 
in the same way that someone will appreciate a collegiate university course on a topic and they will sit in that room for two hours for that whole course, they will sit through a two hour YouTube if they feel like they're getting that quality of almost like collegiate higher education type information. Um, and so when someone has a cerebral brand, when someone has like, I have a client I'm potentially going to work with who works in emotional intelligence, that's a big, that's a big conversation. You know, when people yes. are like, yeah, I know what that is. You're like, do you, Ooh. does anybody? <laughs> <laughs> so um, in a way, when you have a powerful brand that in, that involves long form content, long form videos on YouTube, Vimeo, Etc. are um, or subscription platforms like Kajabi, where you keep it proprietary. That's your big video tip of the day for anybody who likes longer form instructional or educational content, because Kajabi does not allow you to download it and it doesn't allow you to screenshot it. So it's like you have control over your video content when it is potentially proprietary. And then that allows you to scale differently as well, because on um, the cool thing about Kajabi is someone who hosts content on it is someone's like, oh yeah, I watched your video. You can go and actually see if they watched it. <laughs> It'll report to you if they watched it, if they watched it to completion and if they watched it more than once. So when oh. you're trying to coach someone on something or you're just trying to make sure that they actually said that they received it, you can actually, and you say that you're just so you know, I can see if you watched it or not. <laughs> accountability, <laughs> but technology, right? So that's, I think that's the coolest part of where we are today is now for the first time, not only can video be put on more than one platform and not be sticky, right? Like it, it'll stream. The internet is getting stronger, but we're also at a point where these funnels and systems and landing pages that were like weird and salesy and like kind of clickbaity before are now being streamlined as part of like tried and true methodology, methodologies and systems. So it's a very exciting time to be a business owner because there, we have so many tools at our disposal to really um, maximize any kind of content. Whereas like if you were getting into video, when I first started nine years ago, Instagram only did 15 second long videos. They didn't do anything longer than that. I don't know if people right. even remember that. And 10 years ago, Facebook didn't have business pages. <laughs> It was it's still crazy. just a personal platform, right? So it's, yes. it's crazy to think back that some of us have been in business on social media, doing some sort of video content since before TikTok and since before advertising was even a thing. But um, the evolution of where we are now is there's so much opportunity for anybody to just pick up and start living their life that they want to live and, and making money in a passive way through the internet online um, because of all these resources. So it's a very exciting and empowering time. And just like riding that wave with my clients when, you know, when everything's in line and everything's going well, and they're just like, is this magic? You're like, no, this is all the work we've been doing, but, <laughs> but it feels like magic, right? <laughs> but it feels like magic right now. This one result. Yes. It feels like magic, but everything we've been doing. Abracadabra, right? <laughs> okay. Example today, I had a client um, real where I'm managing her Instagram for her. And I posted it for her right before I went into a zoom meeting. And the meeting went long. So the reel had 90 minutes to perform. And by the time I got off the call, it had 22,000 views. And I called the client just to be like, you might want to sit down. Like I just was messing with her. But she's like, that's not possible. I'm like, it's possible. She's like, you must have made an amazing video. And I'm like, girl, 
it's not even just the content. That's the thing. Like, I wish it was. I wish it was just like an amazing video will just go viral. But you can have an amazing video that doesn't go viral because you didn't use viral music because you didn't put hashtags on it and because you didn't think about the cover photo before you published it. All of that will make a spectacular video go flat. And it, there's really nothing more depressing than that. When you feel like you've invested a lot of time and energy into something creative, the saddest thing is for it not to be seen by the world. So <laughs> I'm always there with my clients trying to help them like push through the perfectionism of not even putting anything out there. Cause like we all have so much magic and light to give, especially women. Mm. And, you know, speaking of TikTok from earlier, the internet is a dark place primarily because I feel like it's a very male dominated energy. And so the more that women can feel empowered enough to show up online and shine their positive light through these same vehicles, tools, and platforms, the more I feel like the world can be healed. So, and that's like the bigger mission is just get more women out there. Don't have them be like, I'm healed. I'm doing well. I'm abundant. I'm going to go live on an Island now and never come back. It's like, no, please turn on your Wi-Fi and make some inspiring content about how you, how you got here, like your podcast, right? So it's like yeah. sharing your story, sharing your light. That's a big part of the Peace Corps mission. One of the three pillars of Peace Corps is make sure you bring that story back and tell people what it was like when you were there. Share experiences, right? Mm. So in a way, I feel like a lot of women keep their stories to themselves for different reasons. Sure. And a lot of that can just be how they look, even if that should be the last thing you think about when you have a powerful story is like last thing you should think about is how you look when you say it, but we are now in the video age. So it's a catch 22 for women who want to be out there. They want to have a positive impact, but they stop right at, do I need to get my eyebrows done? Do I need to get my hair done? Do I need to lose some weight first? Do I need to get these sunspots removed? You know, it's like every excuse under the sun, not to shine your light. Yeah. So that's tough. That's a tough thing too. Well, this is so fun. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I know you have a new program, right? So the video creator accelerator. So tell us a little bit about that. Thank you for asking. So the video creator accelerator is my newest offering. I am so stoked about it because it takes everything that we've kind of talked about today into a targeted curated experience for the client. And so the three months involves three pillars. The first pillar is an audit where I sit down on Zoom with the client and we look at their big picture holistic experience. It's not just to kind of do a temp check on where you are brand wise, but also just to see where can we get more bang for our buck when it comes to video. So that custom, you know, layout of a strategy based on where you are and where we want you to be. The second pillar is the creator accelerator content itself. It's 12 weeks of programming. And depending on the client's need, it can involve actual face-to-face meetings every week or pre-recorded lessons. But with the face-to-face, it's us going through each of the tasks of that audit so that we can execute them together and make sure that whether it's done with you or done for you, that it's done after each session. And then the third pillar is accountability check-ins. I make myself available to the clients for the entirety of the program every day via like phone or email. However, they have a video question, a social media question. I'm basically like their call center. 
because I know that the big struggle with the big platforms like Meta right now is that they don't have an easily accessible call center option. So whenever somebody has a video question or a social media question or an advertising question, it can be hard to get a human being on the phone who actually knows what they're talking about. So being that person who, whether it's the shooting, the editing, the publishing, or just the creating of your strategy, that I'm there with you every step of your way and I've got your back towards keeping us both accountable to that audit and that program. And so it's something where I feel like the clients who've gone through it break through that technical static and break through that self-conscious perfectionism that prevents them from getting out there and just doing the darn thing. And so very excited. Doing the darn thing. Boy, isn't that the key? Oh, oh my gosh. Get it done, right? Oh, action. Okay. And you also have a freebie for our listeners. So tell us about your freebie. Yes. So this is a guide that I wrote based on my conversations with video clients and prospects as well, mostly women, but it's the five reasons why you aren't making effective marketing videos to bring in more clients and how to fix them fast. And it addresses really the five big reasons why most people, but especially women, aren't making videos to market themselves, whether it's YouTube, email, online, social media. And um, the guide's pretty pretty quick and to the point, but it's it really comes from my experience of these blockages that we all have um, that prevent us from moving forward when it comes to being seen in a three-dimensional capacity or to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. Right. So all the different things that come with those hurdles and emotional blockages, um, it just helps you get clear. It helps you put a name on it. It helps you see what path is right to move forward. And I find it's just very helpful for people to understand why, like, why would you hold yourself back? Like, why wouldn't you want to progress? Why wouldn't you want to transform? Um, It really helps you get, get that clarity. Mm, I love it. I love it. So, and the link for the freebie will be in the show notes, as well as all the other links that you need to find Karun. But Karun, tell us here, where's the best place for our listeners to track you down right now as they're listening, because they're going to want to get more from you. So let's give them one place they can go. Yeah, absolutely. So the single best place to go and connect with me would be Instagram. So Instagram.com backslash Corona Mod Media. You'll see my face on there with the camera. Um, And the second best way to connect with me would be to sign up to get the free guide because that will have you in my list and I can reach out to you and we can connect about the specific reasons that you would be drawn to that and see if we can collaborate or work together in some way. I love that. Oh my gosh. Awesome. So, and all of those links are in the show notes. So while you're listening, just click the show notes. Everything will be there. You can click your way right to Corona. Oh my gosh. This has been so amazing. So, so amazing. I can't wait to get off of here and go click on the link (laughs) and get my freebie because I have so much to learn about video. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's gonna happen 
on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and we're going to spotlight and highlight their expert zone of genius. And you have done that so well today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We also promise our listeners that we are going to pull back the curtain. You see, we find that women are constantly comparing themselves and we couldn't figure out how to get them to stop comparing themselves. So we figured we'll just give them something to compare to. So while they see this great success that you're enjoying today, they have no idea what your journey looked like. They have, you you make it look easy. You talk and everybody's listening and they're just captivated by every word you say, but they have no idea the price you paid for the success that you enjoy today. So we're about to pull back the curtain because we want to show them the real deal. What's happening in the world is these women are on this journey And they see people like you and other successful entrepreneurs and they think, why is it so hard for me? What's wrong with me? Why can't I do it? And they just have no idea that it's hard for everyone and that we all have to push through. We have to learn, we have to overcome and we have to commit right to the finish, to the finish. Just always commit to the finish. You can't give in. We have to be committed to that end result 
There's no giving up. There's no giving in. Nobody remembers the guy who gave up or the gal, right? They don't remember those people. They remember the ones who make it and go back to tell the others. And so here we are, and we're about to do that right now. And I'm so excited to do that with you. So we're going to start with, are you ready for it? Yes. Yes. We're going to start with a story about the good or the great part of your journey. Excellent. So the good part is that I started my company thinking I'm a solopreneur, doing it all by myself, you know, one day, well, one day I'll enlist someone, one day I'll hire someone, that kind of thing. Fast forward nine years later, here I am. I still haven't scaled my business to the point that I would have wanted to if you've asked me when I started, but I'm on my way there. And part of that is because I really invested in the right coach, the right expert to help me navigate growth and scaling. And I feel like that was something I was just, for whatever reason, I was very hesitant about investing a significant amount of money in another person helping me guide my success. And in a way it was almost pride or ego, like, oh, I can do it myself. If I can't do it myself, am I not an entrepreneur? Like if I can't do all the things on my own, am I unqualified to own and run my own business? Like a judgment around that. So it wasn't until I started to get more flow as far as just like, you know, people say around the seven year, seventh year of your business, you start really getting referrals, that recycling of word of mouth. And so I definitely hit that in, you know, 2021. And I got to a point in the year last year where I had enough new clients and money coming in based off of my portfolio and existing work that I'm like, okay, this is the time to reinvest. Like when I've got this cash flow. And so I, I did, I invested in a coaching program. Um, I've been in it for six months and I just re up for another year, but it's this idea of putting money or skin in the game towards a transformation that has not been possible on your own. And there's a humility to even releasing that money to the other person because you have to recognize to yourself that if you keep going the way you're going, you won't be able to accomplish the goals you set out for yourself just based on historical record, just based on what you did up till now. So that was like the good, the great, the best, the excellent for me in in the last, in this year so far has been that realization that when you invest money into your own skill set and accountability, so both you're learning and you're on track, then it, it really propels you forward to a place where you look back and you think, whatever held me from doing this? Why would I ever have, have thought that I could really do it all on my own? And so I'd say it's kind of a California mindset because maybe because the cost of living is so high out here, but where people are like, I don't need an accountant. I'll do my own taxes. I don't need it. I'll get, you know, and so I've talked to people in other States and they're like, Oh yeah, everybody I know has their own accountant or everybody I know has their own, you know? So it's like, there are different cultures across the country. I feel like in urban centers, like of people justifying investing in B2B service providers to help you run your business and maximize your business. And Part of that is coaching and part of that is operational, but it's that awareness that if you really want to do 
more than what you have been doing, you have to do something different, right? It was like, a, um, I could, I could quote, you know, Albert Einstein off the cuff, but essentially it's like, it's insane to think you'll get a different result from yes. doing the same thing over and over again. Oh so. my gosh. I agree. And looking back now, are you wishing you had done that sooner? Like, are you at that place where you're like, oh man, Yes. Are we getting to the bad now? Not yet. <laughs> this I'm like, was that... just a pop-up question. Like, yeah. you know, just to say to people as they're still fighting Absolutely. it, like, now that you've done it, because I know that happened to me last year too. I invested in super high, higher than I ever thought I would. Than you ever thought, right? Ever thought. It was scary. I, I was scared to death, but it was in that decision that opened up the doors and everything started flowing. Right. And then I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? So that's, that's always a question is like, oh, do you wish you did it sooner? But now we're going to the bad. So tell us a story about the bad. Yeah. Well, cause that leads into the bad really in, in that, um, you know, in a way similar to like a medical condition, you can just assume this is a funny comparison. You could just assume why you have that rash. You're like, oh, it's heat or something I ate, that piece of wood I scraped myself against in the garden, whatever. And if you don't actually take it to a professional, might get worse, might go away, who knows. But when you take it to a professional and they actually take a look at it and give you a diagnosis, that's when you look back and think, what was I thinking that I would just be able to look at this and know? that I would, and that that wouldn't be a red flag to go enlist someone else's help. So it's like your business is kind of like that. You have to, you have to pay attention to when you're spending more than you're making, or you're not hitting the goals you want to hit. It's like being aware of what you want to bring in monetarily and then understanding why you're not hitting that goal, you know, and that's a testy subject. Women in particular don't necessarily like to be in the numbers. Right. And, and it's like, there's a fear around that. Or I had a Barbie doll where you pressed her back and she said, I don't like math. And I'm like, me too, girl. So it's like, (laughs) there's a culture around women not being as math savvy as men, for instance, but the bad that I've discovered in this coaching program in the last six months was whether it's the cultural impact on women in business or just me. But I realized that in the nine years of doing my business, I've left probably, I said tens earlier, but probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in video contracts and coaching opportunities by not doing, I feel like I'm power of threes today. Everything's in threes, three pillars, three tips for reels, three, (laughs) three, three legs to your, so we're, we're numerology today, but like the three things you all women need to do more of, you need to ask your worth. And that means not discounting period. You need to say your prices. And by that, I mean the numbers you can be creative, you know, instead of saying 3,500, which sounds like a lot of money, you could say 3,500. Maybe that doesn't sound like as much, but you got to say the numbers to people more often for you to know you're worth that much. When you're speaking to people, you should not be afraid to say your prices, even if it's your highest price 
offering or service. And that's hard for a lot of women just to say numbers out loud. They'd rather quietly send you a quote via email. And that was me for years until I got clear. Um, and then the third thing is get the money when they're the most excited. You know, it's, I want to say we're all women here, but like, obviously anybody could listen to this podcast, but essentially sales coming from the retail days, sales is like sex. The person who's the most excited, the salesperson, cannot really direct how quickly the other person will get excited. But if you keep pace, you'll both get to the destination together. (laughs) If you try to rush it or make it happen too fast, it's like walking down a road with someone and holding their hand in sales. It's like walking with them. If you try to start skipping or speed walking, you're actually going to turn the other person off. They might stop and or turn around and go in the other direction. Like, I don't want to walk with you anymore. So it's this idea of always being aware and keeping pace of how the person's feeling about you. And when you're selling them and you're explaining your services and you're explaining your passion and your purpose, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to work with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to buy your services, your products. You're the, you're the, this is great. I'm just going to think about it. I just need to ask my husband first. I need to check in with my accountant. And if I can afford that, let me look at what I've got going on this month in case I'm too busy for it. Any excuse in the world can come up for them not actually investing in whatever you've got them excited about right in that moment. And for nine years, I would say, what is it, ladies? I can hear you all saying it. I'll send you an email. And you can pay the invoice whenever you'd like. It's like so open-ended that you just never get the money. The person never comes back from the point that you hung up or stopped talking to them. They got less excited and you never actually close the deal. So those are the three things. Make sure you know and ask for your worth. Make sure you say the numbers, but whenever possible, get money or down payment when they're the most excited. You wouldn't want to, in the sex analogy, start getting all excited, hot and heavy with somebody and then be like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you this is, so, in, this right? is such a good analogy. <laughs> I know it seems for some people, it seems a little fast, like, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not a first date kind of girl. I, I don't close the deal on the first date. That's yeah. where you got to be kind of a floozy, ladies. If you want to make money and grow your business in a man's world, you need to be a floozy when it comes to closing the deal, meaning taking the money of the other person upon the first date, at the first date, at dinner, before dessert comes. Like when they're the most excited about you, take their money. That's like the biggest. When I think about all of the money that I let go into an invoice and an email that never got opened and that never got paid and the person that I and I never followed up or whatever... I want to cry because (laughs) my credit score, my savings, my assets would have been at a completely different level at this point in my life if I'd been wise to that sooner. And it almost took me this long to invest in a program that made me clear to that, that I realized how much women have a severe problem with these three things, worth, price, and getting the money on the spot. It's like too aggressive. It's too salesy. It's too pushy, but it's not. It's direct and it's assertive. And it's actually in alignment with the energy that you're feeling. Well, Don't let that energy go down. 
if we're talking about sex, then we should talk about foreplay. And what yes. happens is you get them all worked up and then you let them go and then they go and off with somebody else. Yes, oh my God, that's <laughs> the best. They totally went and bought themselves a purse with that whole coaching consultancy amount that you would have charged them, yeah. Or, or they go to another coach. You've already right. convinced them that they need that. And then they go to see somebody else who closes them on the spot and is the floozy and then boom. So you have just had foreplay with somebody and sent them off to the other coach who's ready to nail. I love that analogy. That is so, I'm going to share that with my coach and he's going to bust up. He's going to laugh so hard. There it is. We'll just mark it explicit and put it out there because people need to hear the truth. And no, but that's true though. It's like sex is a sensitive, touchy thing. So is sales. Sex is something that has to do with alignment and, and, um, you know, having, and also like timing. Yes. You know, it's like, I gotta be ready to do what you want me to do. Not just that you you're ready for me to do it. And then it's also patience on the side of the person (laughs) who wants it more. Cause as soon as the person who wants it less tunes in that the other person is trying to push the agenda that does the complete opposite. So it's this idea of like listening more, being quiet, more, not talking too much. And that's hard for me too. That's a big thing. I am loquacious. So it's something where you want to be mindful of whenever you give them time to talk and share with you, those are your opportunities to really powerfully listen and, and take notes and, and be present with them in a way that, you know, if they don't catch that, or if they're not respectful of that, they're not your ideal client. But if they're aware of how, to, how closely you're listening to them and how present you are for them, that is alignment, their awareness of that, that they're like, wow, she's asking really important questions. Wow, she's just giving me time to let me take my bra off. <laughs> So no, just kidding. So um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's patience, it's tactic, it's timing, it's so many things, but it's very much like sex in the, and then sometimes you do everything right and it still doesn't happen. So it's, you know, so in a way um, I feel like women, it's like, it's this idea of it being a male skill set to apply yourself when you're not qualified and when the person doesn't want it. Women are more likely to be like, I'm not even going to try because she's out of, or they're out of my league. Men are yeah. like, I don't care if she's out of my league. I'm going to try anyway. That's right. Like, I'm going to die trying. I'm not going to apply for the job because I don't have the, he doesn't care that he doesn't have the credentials. He'll still yeah. apply for the job. So it's like, it is a, a weird differentiation in business and marketing. And it's only when you watch things like Shark Tank, where you see yeah, men and women that. acting in the same, no, those ladies like Barbara, like they are not shy. <laughs> They are not afraid of saying numbers. They know their worth. And it's a spectacle to see them be on a visual equal playing field with men who talk like that because women just don't relate to that as much, right? you know? So in sure. a way, I feel like that's like the big shift that I think is going to come in 2023, if I were to make any predictions, is more women understanding that as soon as you can speak the man's language, which is a confident numerical language, that's what's really going to help us rule the world. Like, I wish it was going to be, you know, more podcasts and women's groups, but it's more speaking to the men more effectively and having more influence in the bigger conversations of the world. 
right? And having the respect. So yeah, I agree. Well, this has been the best sex talk I've had in a long time. Yes. Satisfied. I need a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) We nailed that one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So last one, we got to talk about the ugly. That's the big lead up. Why? Why doesn't she do wedding videos? Okay. So I was one of those people that really thought, um, I didn't need a wedding planner similar to a business owner who didn't need a business coach. Not the exact same mistake, but as we all know, a wedding is a highly emotional event. So the fact that I overextended myself in the tasking, hiring, and bureaucracy of a wedding myself made it where I didn't create space for myself to actually connect with my bridal party or my mom in a deep enough way on the weekend of the event. And I left the wedding weekend on my honeymoon, just so excited that the thing had happened. It was done. All of my work, all of my planning, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it, the, the building didn't burn down. Everybody showed up, right? It happened. But then in the aftermath, the weeks, months, and now years since we got married back in 2013, I've actually lost three of the bridal party women in my life, as in we are no longer connected. And it was by their communication, their decision. They initiated the breakup, if you will. My mom and I are still cool. (laughs) Well, that's good. But But she and I still have some unresolved issues from that one event. And so the ugliest part about my wedding, even though it was the beautiful thing that it was, was that I was so consumed in just doing it myself that I actually didn't connect with the women that I was the closest to leading up to that big moment where they hand you off to the man, deny your man. And when I think back to that and the fact that I now have had that many, three of those relationships dissolve, is that it's a two-way street, all relationships are. Sure. But... I never in my life want to be so busy. Busy is a four-letter word for me nowadays, baby. Mm -hmm. I never want to be so busy by like a self-inflicted to-do list that I can't take a breath and connect with a woman that I have a soulful or blood-related connection with, right? And you would think that a wedding weekend would be the time to just have those like sisterly connections, mom connection, whatever. But I was spread so thin that I wasn't even aware of the opportunities I was missing left and right because they were all there for me, helping me put it on, helping me do the things. They were all participating. But it wasn't up to them to say, put that down and let's go have a moment. You know, so no one's asking me how should I plan my wedding? But anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, if you're like, I'm thinking of planning my own wedding, do not. If especially you're going to have more than like, I had like 90 people at my wedding. So I'm not a huge, but if you're going to have more than like 10 people at your wedding, no, 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 no. Hire a planner and connect with those people that you're inviting with instead, instead of spending your time and energy on that. Because now when I think of my business, similarly, It's when you're so spread, so thin, so overwhelmed, so overtasked that you're always playing catch up on something 
and you're making it happen and you're doing the thing, but there's this higher celestial universal truth that you are just like you're under the clouds, like you don't even see it, but there's this higher truth to your presence, especially as a woman in this world. And that is to clear the bullshit once in a while so that you can download from the universe and be centered and cleared and happy and at peace and in light. Maybe that's yoga. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's gardening. Maybe that's hanging out with your kids or playing with your dog, but it's not doing, but just being that really helps you find peace so that you never burn out. And so many people, whether it's their wedding, whether it's their business, think as long as I'm doing the thing, as long as it's all going to happen on time, as long as I'm, as long as the kids are fed, as long as the bills are paid. And it's like, you don't realize that there's always a deeper potential of connection. That manifestation at the wedding was connections with actual people. But now in the running of my business, now that I'm aware of how much time I've wasted not asking for my worth and how much money I've left on the table, I'm like, I want to have a business where I have the time and liberty to take a deep breath and just sit under a tree or to connect with someone I love, even in the midst of an exciting, tumultuous time, that there is always space created for that. And like the biggest thing I did for myself this year was Corona time. It's an actual section on my calendar for two hours a day. It might be exercise. It might be meditation, but it's like, no, Calendly cannot put anybody in that section of time, you know, this day, this day throughout the week. And I, it's like, it's staggered with certain meetings. Like, okay, fine. I'll start at eight or I'll start at seven, but it's like, it's just time for me to accomplish all the other things that I'd like to do holistically and spiritually in my life that have to do with not going crazy or spreading myself too thin to such a point where I accomplished everything I want to accomplish, but I've completely disconnected from people as mm. a result of that. So that was the ugliest thing. And I look back to that and I think of those people and, and I'm just grateful, you know, that I've had the support that I've had where I've, I've, where the fact that I've had more than one woman in my life that loves me more than one person besides my mom. And like, like, I feel so fortunate to have had people around me who've supported me and been there for me at different times. And so that's the biggest, ugliest, darkest thing for me is to think I allowed myself to be completely horse blinders to what anybody else was experiencing during that time. And I was just about me and what my tasking was. And it's like, whether it's your personal life, or your business, that is fight or flight chaos, right? That, mm. and it's, it's not a sustainable way to grow your spirit or grow your brand. So. Oh my gosh, this has been filled with everything from A to Z, all the feels here. I love it. We've done it all. We've talked about the do's and the don'ts and the good stuff and the sex and the regrets. We've talked about it all and it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for being with us today. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but man, this is a guide right here of what to do, what not to do. So wherever you are, if you're face down on the ground, get back up, girl, just get back up, just get up, march forward. You can do anything. Tell them, Carone. 
Yes, get out there, get seen, shine your light. Don't be shy. Don't be perfectionist. Don't be self-conscious. Go, go, go. Yes, get up and go. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.